and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm so honored to have you here and I'm excited to share this solo episode today where I really reflect on the seasons of life. I reflect on the cyclical nature that we are as human beings and share about the season that we just went through, the winter season, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, might be totally different than where you live, but no matter where you live or no matter what season you're experiencing, whether that's spring, summer, fall, or winter, the seasons that we experience are so important for our evolution of ourselves as a human and to really surrender to those seasons and not try to be in a different season than the season that we're in. I think it's so, so so, so important to really recognize what season you're in and allow yourself to be in that season without pushing or forcing uh, or trying to be something that you're not. Because if we really trust in the flow of life, if we really trust in the spirit of life, we'll see that seasons are so necessary. They are so necessary for us to be in, to learn from, to process in. I think we live in a world that does not honor our natural seasons, especially, you know, as human beings, we're expected to perform at the same level that we are all year, when in reality, we go through seasons and we can't be expected to show up the same every day. So... I want to take this episode as an, a chance to reflect on the most recent season I've been in, which is the winter season, and really reflect on some of the experiences and be able to process some of those experiences and then share them with you. I also wanted to share things that I'm loving lately because that is, I realize that is one of my love languages, being able to share the things that I love with the people that I love. And that is you. If you're listening to this podcast, you are part of my community and I thank you for being here. So something that really gives me joy is just sharing those things that I love with people that I love and I used to share this on my newsletter, Love Letters for the Creative Soul, which you can always sign up for. I will also link that below. I was sharing, last year in 2021, I was sharing like a monthly recap with things that I loved, content that I was listening to. And I always find that when we take a moment to reflect and process our lives and our experiences, I think it's so so interesting to keep an inventory of all the things that you're engaging with at a certain time of your life, all the content that you're consuming, all of the books that you're reading, the podcasts that you're listening to, the TV shows that you're watching, all of those things that we're engaging with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis really impact and influence our lives in different ways. So I think it's a really beautiful, mindful practice to keep kind of reflecting on those things that served you during a certain month or a certain or during a certain season in your life because they kind of are this time capsule in a way of 
what you were interested in that time, what was going on in your life at that time. So that's part of the reason why I always ask my guests to share a creative resource or recommendation because I just love sharing resources and recommendations. But I do actually think that reflecting on the content that you're engaging with is a really really beautiful reflective tool to use when kind of marking these different time periods of your life. And that's also to say that seasons are one of those periods of life where you can really look at that beginning, middle, and end and reflect on a certain time. So as I share my own reflections from the most recent season we went through, winter season, I encourage you to use this as inspiration to reflect on your own experiences and what are some of those questions that you can ask yourself to have that own reflection process. I think one of the biggest things that I'm learning recently as of late is that processing our experiences as a human being takes so much time. And I think, you know, as we're going through life, as we're experiencing life, it's really easy to kind of stay on that surface level of just experiencing life, life is happening to you, you know, busy all day, doing things all day, filling your time and schedule with all of these different things that we have to do, not only as humans to keep us alive, but also to work and to have relationships and to have family and all of those different things that we do. And there, in, in order to integrate our experiences, in order to process the emotions of everything that we go through in our day-to-day lives, that reflection time and that processing time is so important for our overall well-being. So right off the bat, I just wanted to say that because I think that is definitely something I learned in this past winter season. As And as I do feel I'm in a bit of an inner winter season, and I have been for the last year, and possibly longer, of course, there are nuances to that. It's not just all winter, there are certain nuances within that. But I really do feel like I'm currently in my Saturn return. And if you don't know what a Saturn return is, it is basically Saturn returning to the where it was when you were born. So if you look at your astrological chart, Saturn will be in a different, in a certain placement. And Saturn takes around 27 to 30 years to transit. So when you're around the ages of 27 to 30, or 57 to 60, or 97 to 100, if you make it that long, that is when you will experience a Saturn return. So I just turned 27 in December, actually on December 21st, which is the solstice of winter. So it's beautiful reflecting on on that in this winter reflection episode. But I just turned 27 and I definitely feel like I've been going through my Saturn return. I feel like it honestly started a year ago, just going through so many different changes and really dismantling old belief systems, really questioning current realities and stepping into new ones and a lot of a lot of what I've you know been going through that I've shared on the podcast in previous solo episodes. So I don't want to get into all of that right now, but just really focusing on this winter season. So I'll start off with kind of reflecting on where I was in my fall and how it led into my winter. So during my fall season of the actual fall season from about August to December, I was traveling and that was really a season of exploration and external exploration, a lot of going to different places, seeing different things, really living in this like external environment while also 
dealing with a lot of internal things that wanted to be seen and felt. So where I was at coming off of my fall season into my winter season is I had just returned from traveling and I was looking for a place to live, a home, and was really like just questioning my next step and seeing where I wanted to land or where life was going to lead me. So I ended up landing in Michigan. I just moved to Michigan a couple months ago. I arrived in January and have been here ever since. So having moved to a new place, especially a place that is known for winters and for being much colder than what I'm used to, I've either lived on the East Coast or the West Coast. So I've never experienced living in the Midwest. I've never experienced like the north, I guess Michigan is north. One cool thing about Michigan is that the it is still on Eastern time versus like a lot of the rest of the Midwest is, I feel like it's like right on the border of like Eastern to Midwest, I don't know. But one, one cool thing is that it still is on Eastern time zone and the sun sets a little later here than it does in other parts, which is really, really nice. And especially as we just now experienced Daylight savings, now the sun is like setting around like 7.30 or 8, which feels really good. I love those longer, longer days. But for winter, especially when there are shorter days and when things are colder outside and when things are frozen over, you know, it gives us a time to sit still and reflect and maybe not do as much, but really focus on being and resting and reflecting and sitting in the quiet solitude of our own spaces and our own homes that we create for ourselves. So this winter season for me was a very big one because like I mentioned, I moved to an entire new state and I had to go through a lot of emotions regarding that move because Michigan, I had a lot of resistance to moving to Michigan and didn't want to move here and didn't want to live somewhere where it got cold and really was like craving that tropical sunshine that I had been experiencing in my travels leading up to winter. I had just spent like a a whole month at the beach. I was in Costa Rica and Puerto Rico and Florida and love the beach. Like I thrive at the beach. Um, So being in an environment that was cold, where there's snow on the ground, where I had to break out all my winter clothes that I haven't worn in in a while, definitely felt uncomfortable. And I was like so resistant to the winter. I was like, why do I even have to experience the winter? Like, can't I just live in the summer? And in, in that desire of mine, I think that really mirrors a pattern that I'm currently working through. And that pattern is is instead of only focusing on the positive things of life and only focusing on the beauty of life, it's, you know, we also have to look at the other side of things, look at the other spectrum of life, which is the cold, which is that ugliness, which is that painfulness, which is the the dark side of the light side. I think if you listen to this podcast, you probably relate to the term light worker, and I definitely relate to that term. I definitely feel like I came on earth to be the light. And of course, we can be the light and also experience really dark times. And I think a pattern that I've been working through this past year is to really look at the whole spectrum of my human experience and not just ignore the dark stuff, not just stuff the dark stuff down, but really 
embrace and accept all sides of myself. So that is a journey that I'm currently working on in therapy to really look at that full spectrum of my life and really face some of those painful experiences that I've had and have been avoiding for most of my life. So in that desire when I was moving to Michigan and really resisting the cold, really resisting the winter, really wanting to stay in that sunshine, beach, tropical place, it was really mirroring to me that pattern that I have within myself of kind of wanting to forget that winter exists. So already as I was moving into this place of moving to Michigan and starting this new life that I hadn't been used to and and also facing the cold was being mirrored in different ways. So one of the ways that I kind of helped myself through that resistance was reading the book Wintering by Catherine May. And I remember this book was popular in 2020. I think it came out like early 2020 or late 2019. And during 2020, it became very popular because as people were going through the pandemic, it seemed like we were all kind of facing this inner winter, this this place of reflection, of stillness, of not much going on, and this place of sadness, this place of uh, fear, and really going into those dark places that we don't usually allow ourselves to go in. We kind of distract ourselves with our busy schedules and social media and the internet and all of the things that we use to distract ourselves from the truth of what may be really going on. So I read Wintering by Catherine May and it just, reading that book, her words are so comforting and it gave me this permission to really embrace winter, embrace the cold and see the beauty in all the seasons of life. So even if I wanted to be, you know, still in Costa Rica on the beach, sipping coconuts, which is my dream life, you know, how can I still find that beauty within winter? So I started to go on daily walks in my new Michigan neighborhood and was starting to notice the beauty of that snow and how snow glistens and glitters just like the ocean glitters and glistens and it's just a different kind of beauty and it's a it's a more quiet like reflective beauty so going on these walks in nature really allowed myself to be familiar with the actual physical environment that I'm in and really appreciate those nuances of beauty and noticing just yeah how the snow looks and one other thing in Michigan that has really delighted me is that there are, there's black squirrels in Michigan. I've never seen a black squirrel in my life, but there are so many black squirrels here. And so just kind of finding new delights from nature and discovering new things has been a cool thing in this like period of, of winter, which has for me been a period of change, of rest, of home and of grounding. Um, So that also brings me to my second point of winter is that because I moved to Michigan, I moved into a new home space. And believe it or not, it's actually the first home space that is mine, that is considered mine, basically in my whole life. So this brings me to another pattern that I've been working through in the last year, kind of since going through my Saturn return, since going to therapy. I started therapy exactly a year ago, and I've tried all other different kinds of like healing modalities, sitting in ayahuasca ceremony, doing writing practice and journaling and doing my creative practices, but I had never actually really committed to therapy. So last year I started to go to therapy for the first time, which has been a huge 
huge catalyst for my growth and for just this journey that I've been on in the past year, which to me has felt like an inner winter because it is really going deep and getting still and reflecting and slowing down and not not go, go, going like I had been used to. So one of these patterns of mine that I've uncovered in that journey is kind of believing that nothing belongs to me, that I don't have a space to call my own. I don't need a space to call my own. I like to flit around from place to place. I like to have no roots, which is on one hand true. I, the way that I grew up, I lived in a home. I was actually born in the same home that I grew up in from ages zero to 14 in Pennsylvania. And when I was 14, we moved from Pennsylvania to California to an ashram and lived at this ashram for two years and then moved out. And so basically my upbringing, I was in one stable home, physical home space from zero to 14. And then from 14 onwards, I haven't lived longer than two years in one location. And this pattern of mine was really mirrored again in my external experience from the recent solo travel that I did. I just did You know, in that fall season of my life, I was traveling, I was going to all of these different countries, I was in Mexico and Peru and Costa Rica, like I mentioned, and I wasn't staying longer than one to two weeks in each location. So I was really jumping around from place to place. And that became such a huge mirror for me of noticing how I don't like to stay in one place for too long, because then it allows me to really go deeper and maybe there are some fears or or reservations that I have about really going deeper. It's kind of like in a way to protect myself from really going deep and facing that pain. I kind of flip from place to place so that I can, you know, keep it fresh, keep it new, keep it exciting, keep it on that surface level instead of going really deep. So in moving to Michigan, I've had to really face that of, of being in one place, being stable in one place, having roots somewhere, and that it's okay to have roots somewhere. So in this new season of life and in winter season, we, me and my fiance moved into this new apartment. And for the first time in my life, I was able to decorate a space that was mine and really make it mine instead of feeling like I'm constantly, you know, like I'm going to move away from this place or I'm borrowing this place or it's not really mine. So I can't really decorate. I got to have this experience where I was able to say, okay, now I can really decorate and land and create the space that I want to be in and really match my internal environment to my external environment and allow my home to be this like safe, nurturing space for me. So that is one way that my creativity flourished in the winter season. It really was focused on creating that external space, finding different decorations that I loved, finding furniture that I really loved and could see myself like using. So now I'm I'm recording this podcast episode for my new desk space. I finally have a desk. Like I didn't have a desk for so long. So I have this desk and I have a picture of the sun and the moon above my desk and then I have some other wall paintings that are fun. I also put plants near my desk for the first time I'm owning plants and learning how to water and nourish them which is really teaching me a lot about how to water and nourish myself and to how to water and nourish my body so that's been a beautiful reflection process. I also got this bookshelf with books my you know having a place for my books to be And then also got like this fun mirror from TJ Maxx that is really beautiful. 
And I actually realized like in the process of creating my home space and, you know, having things manifest into physical reality in my home space, I was also finding lessons that mirrored my internal reality. So an example that I'll give or a story that I'll tell is I bought this mirror like the first weekend that we moved into my our new apartment. And I bought this mirror and we ha- we still like had so many things to get for the new place. Like moving is just such a big undertaking. And there's so many like little things that you need to get that you don't even really think about, like a can opener, you know, like it's like you need to have a can opener in in the kitchen. So it's like the first week we were kind of focusing on getting all that kind of stuff, the can openers, the measuring spoons and the cooking trays, like all the things that you need to have a functional kitchen, to have a functional life. So I had bought this mirror and this mirror sat in the living room and I noticed this impulse in myself to like, I just wanted it all done right away. I like didn't want to wait for the process. I just wanted, you know, to enter into my new apartment and it to be all done. But of course, that's not how it works. It's a step-by-step process. And so the first week was getting all the kitchen stuff ready because that was most important. We needed to eat. We needed to feed ourselves. So I ended up getting this mirror and... I wanted it up right away, but you know, I got the mirror and then we had to go to the store the next weekend to get like nails for the mirror. Like, how are we going to hang this mirror up? So we got nails for the mirror. Then we came back home and then we realized, oh, we actually need to like, I don't know, Paxton wanted to find like a stud finder to make sure that we could hang the mirror up in the wall. And like, we were worried also about putting holes in the wall. Like, are we allowed to do that? So it, it ended up being this like whole four week process. Honestly, it took like a month to hang this mirror up from the moment that I bought the mirror to the moment that it was actually hanging in my space took about three weeks to a month, which to me, that seems crazy because I'm like, I just wanted it up right away. And that is how I operate. It's like, I, I want something and I want it to happen now. I don't really have that patience to really sit with the process and and allow it to unfold as it needs to. And I was really frustrated with the fact that it was just taking so long for each step of the process to take place. Like, why was it taking a whole week to get nails to hang it up? And why was it taking another week to get the stud finder? And then why was it taking another week to actually have the time to put it up? So I was realizing that in the creation of this home space and in just learning how things take time and there is a step-by-step process and even though I want it all done right away, things take time. So that was a valuable lesson for me, metaphored or mirrored literally with a mirror, which is so funny. And And I tell this story because I think So often our external experience can reflect our internal experience and can show us things about ourselves and there's nowhere that you need to go looking for those things. It's like those things will show up in your present reality just as I, you know, hadn't kind of mirrored this this behavior, this pattern that I have of wanting to rush things, wanting them to just be done when that's not how life works. And so that was really teaching me. The mirror was literally teaching me what I, what I needed to be mirrored into my internal experience. So having this home space, having this grounding space has been so, so supportive in my healing, in my space of rest, in my space of reflection, in my space of really unlearning old behaviors, old patterns, and really creating, not even yet creating new ones. I feel like I'm not yet at that stage. 
to creating new ones. I'm, I'm on my way, but I'm not at that step in the process. Where I'm at in the process is really this rest, honestly, this slowing down, this giving myself nurturing and nourishment. And one of the ways that I've been able to nourish and nurture myself is through cooking and through feeding myself and through feeding my body with different foods. And so moving to Michigan, learning how to like relearning how to cook for myself has been a beautiful exploration that I've explored during this winter season. And also where we just moved to Michigan, it's a very rural place. It's like a city of or a town of 8,000 residents. There's really not a lot going on. There's no restaurants. I mean, there's like a couple restaurants, but they're not very good. And they're just not what I'm used to. You know, I was living in Connecticut before this where we had all these different things and or in California where we have all these different delicious foods. But here in Michigan, there's really not a lot of that. So it's been forcing me, maybe forcing is a strong word, but it's been allowing me to be in the kitchen and to explore now my creativity in the kitchen. And I've been having so much fun exploring new recipes and learning how food works, learning how cooking works. Like even, like in the past, I would always cook something at the highest heat possible because I always wanted to, it to cook the fastest. But now in my season of slowing down, a reflection of learning that it's important how we prepare our food and how it nourishes our bodies, I'm like learning that, oh, different heats um, allow things to be heated up differently, like different temperatures. So you can't just, you know, put everything at the highest temperature because then things will burn. And if you want things to cook in the right way for the spices and the flavors to melt together, you need to play with different heats and different temperatures and different times that you cook things. So I've really been enjoying some, you know, learning new recipes, um, one of the TV shows that I watched that inspired me along this journey was Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat on Netflix. And that really taught me a lot about like general, just general things that make food taste good. I also, in order to, cause I was feeling really overwhelmed by like, you know, how do I even decide what to feed myself? How do I even decide what recipes to make? Like there's so many options out there can be really overwhelming. So I have never used like a meal delivery service or grocery delivery service or whatever before, but I found this one called Sun Basket and it really spoke to me. I loved like the marketing of it, the branding of it, and they are really cool because they have organic recipes and organic foods. And what they do is they'll send you like a box of all the ingredients that you need to make a meal and everything's like pre-portioned out with these recipe cards so that you can make them yourself. And so I got that for Paxson and I, and we had so much fun like creating that in the kitchen. We did, there was three recipes we did. One was like an Indian beef kima and it used like parsnips and rainbow chard, which is some things I never even think to get in the grocery store. I never even think to eat. And so it was introducing me to new flavors, new ingredients in a really cool way. We also did this spicy, it was like this citrus roasted fish. It was like this white fish, citrus roasted with this like spicy almond crunch that you put in the pan with like butter and all these spices and chopped almonds. And you make this like delicious almond roasted crunch that we put on top of the 
orange orange flavored fish or like this we like roasted oranges i don't know it was so cool and so i loved sunbasket as a way or as a resource to really inspire my creativity introduce me to new recipes and um new flavors and things that i normally wouldn't think about so i definitely highly recommend checking out sunbasket that's one of the things that i have been loving lately especially to support me in this and so if you want to check out some basket if you're if you need some inspiration in the kitchen for new recipes or new foods or flavors i'm gonna leave a link below um where you can get 90 dollars off within your first three orders so i think we got like three orders so that's like six meals if not a little more for like 40 bucks which was really good and it included all the protein all the ingredients that you need so I'm like really loving Sunbasket lately and wanted to share that with you. So on that note of more things I'm loving lately as I am learning new ways to take care of myself, learning to have a home, to ground, to support myself, to nourish myself, to really create a safe environment for my nervous system, for my body. One of the things that I've always kind of rejected or haven't really paid a lot of attention to has been things like skincare things like um even like really being conscious of where my water is coming from so that those two things were mirrored again in this home experience where where we moved to michigan it's known for having hard water and hard i had never like honestly i ne had never even heard of hard water before i'd never even heard the term like never heard of it but essentially it's when the water has a lot of minerals in it like magnesium and calcium that makes it hard just from moving through old pipes or whatever and so different parts of the country have different levels of hardness and if you have hard water it can, you know, really create buildup on like your faucets and whatnot, but it can also affect your hair, your skin, your nails. And so we discovered that in this place that we're living, it has extremely hard water, like extremely hard. And this led me and Paxton down this like tailspin of anxiety of of really looking at where our water comes from how we can have healthy drinking water how we can have healthy bathing water and so that we're not like using it in our hair and skin and nails and i've so we had to kind of go through this like journey of of reading more about water and like and what do you what do you do to combat hard water so that was like a whole thing but it really taught me to be more mindful and responsible about what am I consuming? What am I drinking? What, you know, what is that water that I'm bathing in? And something that I've loved doing during this winter season is taking baths. I'm like such a bath person. I find the bath such a space to reflect, to process, to kind of be in your own energy, also to cleanse old energy. I know I shared a solo episode a couple months ago about energy cleansing practices for highly sensitive people. And being in the water is such a beautiful way to be able to cleanse energy, especially if you're an empath or highly sensitive, or just to kind of get rid of those energies from the day. So one of the things that, and and in that episode, I was living at the ocean at the time. So getting into the ocean and being in nature was one of the ways that I could feel was really cleansing my energy. But of course, right now I'm not near the ocean. So taking baths with Epsom salts has been like a life savior for me. I've been taking them like almost every single night. And it's just a beautiful way to like unwind at the end of the day and really nourish myself and really have that time to think. And it's connecting me to my younger self too because I remember when I was little, 
I would always take baths. Like I've just always been a bath person and I haven't lived in a place with a bath like since college or like since before college. So it's been really nice to have a bath again and to incorporate that into my practice. So yeah, if you are a bath person, definitely recommend taking baths with Epsom salts uh, to cleanse your energy and just to have a nourishing grounding space for yourself. So that brought me to the topic of skincare because in researching all of this hard water and taking baths and like really then I noticed like, oh my gosh, I have wrinkles, I have gray hair. And I think premature gray hair runs in my family, so maybe that's just genetic. But also hard water can can increase the effects of aging. So I got really kind of weird about skincare and I had never really paid that much attention to it, which isn't, you know, most people do, I feel like. Maybe you don't, but I literally had not. I just wasn't at that stage of my life where I cared. But now I'm learning to care again or care in a new way and have really found some beautiful skincare products. And of course, I'm like all into the all natural. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are too. But two of the things that I've been loving lately is one is Walita. So my mom actually uses Walita. That's how I knew about it. But they have like this day cream that feels really nourishing for my skin. And she uses it like every day and has for like 20 years and her skin is amazing. So I've been using Walita. And then also I discovered this brand at Whole Foods called Evan Healy. And I've been using their wild carrot nourishing eye balm that goes like under your eyes. And then also they have this rose cleansing milk for like a cleanser. So I've been using that, which has also been really nice because it like smells good and just makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself in a, in a more intentional way, honestly, than I have before. I feel like I will take care of like my creative practices, my spiritual practices, but where I've been lacking before is like really focusing on that physical and, and taking care of your skincare and taking care of your health in a new way and cooking and, and noticing where your water's coming from. So those have been like really big lessons for me in my winter season. And then, yeah, another thing that I really noticed in my winter season as well is like this impetus to start new projects and have new ideas and kind of go, go, go. And again, this is kind of like an old pattern of mine of really wanting to do all the things at once, wanting to have all these ideas and just put it out there. And so I noticed at the beginning of the winter season, I was, I I had been really wanting to do a writing circle again. I love hosting my writing circles. It's such a space of sacred connection and community and being able to write in circle. It's just, it's been so beautiful. And I, I, I love hosting. So I had this idea for doing a writing circle, but, and I wanted to like push it out right away. But in this season, I realized, no, more rest is required, more slowing down is required, more nurturing and nourishing myself is required. And I can't do that if I'm constantly giving to to others without really filling up my own cup. So I realized that even though I was having these ideas and I kind of had this impetus to start on them right away, I really had to pull back and allow things to take more time than I initially would like them to, but allow kind of to surrender and and to really allow the process to be what it is. Again, that makes me think of like my mirror example, how it took basically like a month to hang up this one mirror. It's like sometimes, you know, things aren't happening on our timeline, it's okay. It doesn't mean that it will never happen. It just means that it just needs a little more time and we have all the time in the world. Like it is okay to take that time. That's something that I'm, really trying to focus on because I think 
I really was operating from of like, I don't have enough time and I need to get this all done and all of that, but really like sinking into the feeling that I do have time and it's it's okay if things take much longer than I would like them to. Yeah, so that's kind of like a little note on time, which I think winter is a, a great place or time to reflect on all that has happened. And instead of chasing new things and doing new things, it's like just slowing down. So that was a beautiful part of my winter season. And now I want to share a couple of the things because like in this winter season, I usually like to read self-development books and things that will help my growth. But in this winter season, I really felt like reconnecting to my inner child and to my inner teen. And one of the things that I loved doing as a child and as a teenager was reading fiction books, reading like fantasy books. I read Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings when I was like seven years old. So I love, I loved reading that kind of like fiction fantasy books. And you know, as I become an, became an adult, I definitely let go of that and was only reading like nonfiction, something that would learn, you know, give me something to learn, something that would help me grow in some way. Really single focused on this like self-development, constantly bettering ourselves. But in my winter season of really learning how to take care of myself, slowing down, resting, recharging, I actually turned to young adult fiction, which is so funny because I haven't read young adult fiction since being a teenager, but I read this book called The Last Quintista by Donna Barba Higuera. And it's kind of like a futuristic dystopian novel about this little girl who um, like earth is earth is dying. So the premise of the book is that like earth is about to be ravaged from a comet. And so like it's set in the future and they have to leave earth and find a new planet to live on. And there's this little girl or this like 12 year old girl who she is a storyteller and, and her grandmother tells stories about her. So she's like the last Earth's keeper of stories because in the futuristic corruption, they erase everyone's memories and whatever. So if you want to learn more about that book, definitely check it out. I'll leave that in the recommended resources in the show notes. But I think I share this because it was such a departure from what I usually consume and what I usually am interested in. But it was so nice to just read some young adult fiction and kind of use that as a way to unwind and relax And especially also as I deleted social media, that was another big part of my winter season that I went off social media and I shared about that in a solo episode recently where you can learn more about that, where I talked about social media and my relationship to social media. So definitely check out that solo episode. And it's also been really nice connecting with my guests recently on the podcast about their relationship with social media because it is so present in my life. But as a result of deleting social media, I found that, yeah, I have more time to read. I have more time to just sit in the bath or take long walks or do yoga or do some of these practices that are actually nourishing me rather than draining me uh, and depleting me of my energy. So That has felt really good and life-giving to read young adult fiction. So definitely check out The Last Quintista if that inspires you. Also on this note, this was like a TV show that I had watched actually while I was traveling when I was in Peru because I saw this billboard for it or this advertisement for it when I was in Mexico City and it really intrigued me. But it's this like kids TV show. It's probably for kids and adults, but it's called 
Maya and the Three. And it's about this Aztec warrior who like fulfills this prophecy. And it's really, really fun and has these beautiful themes of ancient prophecies and based and inspired on the cultures of Mesoamerica, the Aztecs, Mayas, and Incas, which is ancient cultures and civilizations have really inspired me and that was kind of the theme of my fall season in traveling all over latin america was really learning more about the aztecs the mayas and the incans so i'm just like really fascinated about those magical cultures so maya and the three was another one that like really connected to me that to me and really inspired me and of course these are like these things that i'm sharing with you are very niche because they're what I have been interested in and what I have been inspired by. But, you know, of course, that's going to be different for you. So if you, you know, want have this urge to reconnect with something that's inspiring you, either bringing you back to your childhood self or your teenage self and things that maybe you enjoyed back then, how can you kind of incorporate some of those into your daily life now so that you can kind of connect not only with the past version of yourself, but also just kind of take this break from these old patterns that we may be operating in. So that was kind of my winter season. It was really, you know, less about giving and sharing and more about giving and sharing to myself really kind of going inward and being quiet and it's felt really good another thing that I've really been focusing on in this winter season and that's carrying over my to my spring season is deepening my intimate relationships deepening my friendships I know I shared the podcast episode with Shannon, one of my new beautiful friends, about cultivating female friendships and about deepening your intimate relationships. And that's something that I've really been focusing on, especially as I'm, you know, not on social media. And it's really been so nourishing to develop and grow and nurture these relationships because it makes you feel like you have actual real life community. It makes you feel like you're not alone. It makes you feel like you have those people to reach out to when you are going through more winter periods, more times where you need to go inward or when you are maybe facing some of those more painful things. Having those people to reach out to are so important and to cultivate those relationships to really water and grow those relationships. So that's been really nourishing also to me. And yes, now that it's spring, I have like a couple more things in the works where I I am feeling that shift in energy of, okay, now it's maybe more time for learning and for studying and which like I am a constant learner, constant studier. And I've just signed up for an herbalism course, which I'm really excited about as like a way to deepen my connection to the plants and the land and earth and nature. Those are just the things that are really calling me right now. So just sign up for this herbalism course with the Herbal Academy. That is something I'm really looking forward to. I'm also just signed up through Brown University to get my MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Certificate or training. So that's feeling really exciting just as a way to expand my skills. And so I am kind of feeling this newer energy of spring and and just finding so much delight in watching some of the plants pop up and some of the snow melt here in Michigan and getting some of those warmer days and hearing the birds chirp so that has felt really really good and just excited about this new season so I just wanted to share this reflection 
share some of the things that feel really present in my life. Again, some of those things that have inspiring me, specifically things like Sun Basket, this meal service or this grocery service that I mentioned, Evan Healy Skincare and Melita Skincare. Also revisiting young adult fiction like The Last Quintista and Maya and the Three and really like just incorporating more fun into my life rather than, you know, taking things so, so, so seriously and feeling like I have a million things to do and there's only so much time to do it. It's like, no, I have time and my essence, my being is enough. I think that's something that I'm really focused on in this new, new like spring season and just this phase of my life right now where it's like, I was really operating from the mode of I have to do all these things in order to prove myself, but really recognize that I actually don't have to do anything. And just me me being here existing alive is enough. And that's really some like a, a, a big theme that has transpired over the last year, especially in my journey through therapy that, you know, I don't have to do all these things and really get closer to like this aligned, more authentic expression of my soul. So yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for being here. If you want to reflect on some prompts on how you can reflect on the most recent season that you're that you've been in or that you're currently in, one thing that really helped me to kind of synthesize this season, what it looked like, what it felt like, was just writing the simple prompt of winter was winter was or winter is spring was or spring is and write that as your writing prompt and then just respond to that so if you um, want a more dedicated writing practice I shared a solo episode just two weeks ago with writing practice and my meditation in there with some writing prompts for you to respond to but if you want to take this on your own you can just write winter was and respond to that winter is respond to that also reflect on some things like what have I learned in this season? What practices supported me in this season? What has been challenging in this season? And what has been fun in this season? So those are just some questions and prompts to get you started if you want to have your own reflection process because I find the reflection process is so necessary in our in our evolution and being able to reflect and to process all of the things that happen to us to really integrate those experiences and to go deep with those experiences rather than always constantly living at that surface level and things are getting piled on and piled on and piled on and you're not even noticing suddenly that now all these things are piled on that you haven't dealt with and life will then force you to deal with those um, in whatever way that manifests. So really encourage always, you know, to have this reflection process. I know you probably already do if you're listening to this podcast, because I think so much of what creativity is, is part of that reflection process. It is part of, you know, one of those tools that we can have to process our life experiences and then be able to share those experiences with others and share the gifts that we've learned with others. That actually reminds me of a quote I read in Catherine May's book, Wintering, which I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, but I want to read it to you now because I think this really encapsulates just this idea that I've been talking about in what winter is itself. Yes, both external and internal winter as a season that we experience, but also, you know, what creativity allows us to do and allowing us to reflect and allowing us to process and allowing us to share. So here's what Catherine May writes in Wintering. Here is another truth about wintering. You'll find wisdom in your winter, and once it's over, it's your responsibility to pass it on. 
And in return, it's our responsibility to listen to those who have wintered before us. It's an exchange of gifts in which nobody loses out. So with that, it reminds me of this idea that creativity is a gift that is to be shared. Creativity, your creativity, your voice, your experiences, everything that you experience, which includes all seasons of nature. It includes spring, summer, fall, and winter. And that there are gifts and lessons that you can pass on. And that can be done in such a variety of ways. It can be done by just sharing it with your friend, sharing what you're going through with your friend. I realized that in being vulnerable with friends, it actually is such a gift that you give to be vulnerable with friends, to really allow someone to see you. That can be such a gift because then it gives that person that you're sharing that gift with permission to do the same. So I find creativity to be such a reflection of that. Creativity is that gift that you can share with others. It is that ability to allow yourself to be seen, allow yourself to process what is true to you and allow yourself to pass that on in the sharing of your gifts and the sharing of your creativity. So that is just to leave you with that inspiration, whatever that may look like to you, whether that's creating in the kitchen and sharing that meal with a loved one, whether that's going on a walk and reflecting on those experiences and that reflection that nature so, so generously gives us and those gifts that nature gives us, or whether that is simply writing in your journal and then processing those experiences and then passing that on, or whether that's creating an art piece and singing a song to someone else, sharing your voice with someone else, or writing a poem that you then give to someone else, or whatever that looks like to you. You know, you can answer that for yourself, but there are so many ways that it can express. And so I hope that whatever season you're experiencing in, whether that's being mirrored in your external environment or different in your external environment, and you're going through an inner winter or an inner summer, that you're then really able to process and integrate those seasons and be able to pass that on as a gift because your creativity is a gift your experience is a gift your perspective is a gift your opinion is a gift and we need your gift in the world we need your voice in the world so please 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 do not keep your gifts from us so that felt felt like what I was sharing was my gift to you of things that I've learned and gone through and the practices that have supported me in this winter season of life and how I'm carrying those forward in my spring season and beyond. So again, thank you for being here. If you found something in this episode that really resonated with you, please share it with me, share it with a friend. That is something that you can then pass on to a friend. And a gift that you can give me is really rating and reviewing the podcast and sharing your reflections in a rating and review um, because it really, really helps the podcast not only reach more listeners, but it helps me keep going. So thank you, thank you, thank you in advance for doing that. Thank you for being here. And we will be back next week with another interview, with another guest, just to keep spreading this message of creativity, of love, of inspiration, of truly the gifts that we give when we receive and give gifts and uh, allow this knowledge to be this exchange of energy between people, between nature, between humanity. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I'll see you all next week. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or 
If you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.